Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Good morning, Key. Good morning, Jay. What up? 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 This is the part where we act like we just started the show. People just starting their mornings. We've been here for two hours already. All right. We're going to treat it like it's brand new. That's right. I just worked here, here. Guys, the question that everyone gets when they take over as a head coach in New York City is can they live up to the pressure? Let me tell you something. Key LA, as you know well, there's, it's a different kind of pressure. It's the pressure to stay relevant because if you get irrelevant, they, people got stuff to do. See you later. They just won't really pay attention to you. Mm. But on the East Coast in towns like New York, Philly, Boston, if you stink, you're not going to get any less attention. They're just going to kill you every day in the press, in the fans, like all day, right? So here's Dable on living up to that New York pressure. We're just going to try to do things the right way. There's pressure with every job in this business. Obviously, we're here in New York. We understand the market, but the pressure is going to be put on ourselves, too. We're going to do everything we can do to, like I talked about before, build an organization which we feel is the right way, unite the building, inspire some people, listen, learn, and, and develop. If you're prepared, the pressure is less. You know, we're going to do everything we can do to, to try to put together a good product on and off the field. We talked about an hour ago how we, how at least, look, I'm not going to speak for Jay, because Jay didn't say this, but I said this in key. It seems like you and I were on the same page. We weren't crazy about the way Ryan Poles said, we're going to take the North and never give it back, you know, as the GM. Just talk about the process, and you're going to get the pieces and all that work with the coach. Key, did you like that from Dable about the pressure? I did. Dable Dable and in, in, in the New York Giants seemed like they got it right. He wasn't reading from a script in, in, you know, PR, handing you a piece of paper and here, I want you to read this. It felt like he was just coming from the heart and the head. And that's what you want in your coaches. You don't want your coaches and you don't want your general manager having a PR guy five minutes before he walk in the building and say, Okay, remember what we talked about two hours ago. Here it is on a piece of paper. I don't want that. Some people may want it. I don't want it because it, it's not genuine to me. And then when you start talking about winning the North and winning the North and doing all this, and let the head coach do that. Your job is to help him put the product on the field so he can coach it up. So I like Joe Shane. I like Brian Dable. I just don't draw these kind of conclusions that both you guys do off listening to a press conference. I don't. Like, for me, the Brian Dable thing, that sounds like coaching jargon, right? Yeah. It sounds like uh, a coach is talking. Like, you know, I've heard a lot of coaches, like, look, we're just going to try to get in there or get in the room. Key jokes about that stuff all the damn time on our show. I just want to get in there. I want to get in the room and get my guys to believe in something bigger than myself and get us to buy in, and we're going to do things the right way, you know? And, look, you know, pressure is for those who are unprepared. I'm like, that's fine. I've heard millions of coaches speak that way. Once again, I want to see how that translates on the field. And it goes back to what I said about Poles, the new general manager for the Chicago Bears. It may rub some people the wrong way because he's talking about, hey, we want to take the North and never give it back. For me, it's a Game of Thrones reference. But also, there's a part of me as a player, I like, even though it was written down and you read it, it seemed like he put thought into that. Like, it seemed like he put thought into that. Whereas I think for you guys, it's like, whoa, it just seemed like it was way no, too No, I'll tell you the difference. The I know, I know Wait, hey, several Keith. people. Go ahead. No, uh, I just want to, I want to piggyback off what you said because you and I are on the same page and Jay feels differently. But let me tell you why I agree with Key here, Jay. I think, I think of some athletes, like, and I bring up Derek Jeter and Tom Brady, right? I think like the ultimate winner guys, right? Mm-hmm. 
If you ask them any question, the reason they never know is need a script is because they really, uh, they really drank the Kool Aid years ago. They believe that their process is the is the way to do it, right? Okay. And because of that, they never have, they never need a script because they can give you their honest reaction in that moment in terms of the way they see the big picture and keep it to that. Sometimes you get people who, when they talk, and I've mentioned this in the past on other shows, they're so uncomfortable in their own skin that when they talk, you feel uncomfortable in yours. You can see they don't really mean this. They want to say something else. They, you know, like, but that that's doesn't mean why I can't they need the script. To winning. Uh, you're right, but usually it's the other way works better. Usually. You're right. There are exceptions. Well, and so, I, I, so I'm with Key on that one. Yeah, Max, but... How did your last head coach do? Not when he good. stepped up to the podium. Ah, oh, we're gonna we're gonna run him. We're gonna die. We're gonna hit. Fired two years later. What did Dan Campbell? We're gonna bite kneecaps off. I mean, you can't even win a damn game. So my whole thing is, when you come at it from that angle, you better be right. You better be right because what you just did, if you Ryan Pole, is you just all of a sudden. Put the pressure on the head coach. You put the pressure on the head coach. That's not right. By, you're by supposed to. You're supposed to put the product out on the field. But man, there's already pressure on Eberflus. Like there's already pressure on him. I think adding one last line by saying, "Yeah, we want to take the North, never give it back." He didn't say want. No, he said is. They're gonna going to take, take the North. They're going to take the North. Okay. Yeah, I mean, Jay, ain't no, the, ain't no want to. I, I would say beyond. The pressure. Do you know what he said about? Oh, they're biting kneecaps. It's like the reason <laughs> you got to give it extra. Yeah, right. I just sound like the there's reason, such a big difference between what Crawford said. No doubt, no doubt. And what Ryan Paul said. But, but let's. Would you agree to this? That it's all on the spectrum. Take the center right down the middle, and then on one side it's on the spectrum toward biting the kneecaps, and on the other side it's on the spectrum toward the most boring coach. But speak. I'm not going to draw a conclusion from a, a guy who's 36 years old, his first time delivering no. this type of. Co- but wait, Jay, we're not media. drawing – look, there's almost no information as head coaches at this moment. So we're not drawing – making grand conclusions yet. We're simply looking for hints, looking for clues, starting to form an opinion on what we see, projecting whether generally that's the kind of thing that works or maybe it doesn't. I, I hear you. I turned the ball over, you know, six times my freshman year. If you're drawing hints or conclusions, like I'm never going to be good. I was two-time national player of the year. Became national player of my sophomore year, my junior year. But due to your process of drawing hints from just like an early showing or one interview, like you start coming to conclusions and you start building narratives in your mind. Max, I know how your brain works. Well, no, if you if you, you start had, building narratives in your mind sure. based off certain hints, they're like, oh, I'm worried about this guy. But here's what the, I'm trying to tell you is there's not enough there for you to be worried based upon one line at the end of a press conference. Here's the difference, though. I think I think that's right. I start to you start to form a narrative, right? And you could say it's lazy thinking in a way, and I agree with that. Actually, we have a lot of information to process in this world, and generalizations help us like categorize things and organize information in our minds and start to draw conclusions. But if you have an open mind, and I, I like to think I do, like when someone's like, oh, you're flip-flopping. No, I, I thought it was trending in one direction. Oh, look at that. There's new information. There's a famous economist uh, key, Keynes, Keynesian economics, mm-hmm. where he said someone accused him of flip-flopping. And he said, when the facts change, so does my opinion. What about, what do you do, sir? Mm. Right? So that's what I'm saying. But you can, but these are the early returns, 
early impressions that are yes, being left. Absolutely. That's all. Yeah, your your opinion is going to change based on the data that you get in and what it feels like. And right now, what I got in is I don't like that. That's not now when you start winning football games, now my opinion will change. Like people once upon a time, look, Jay, here's the ultimate exception that proves a rule. Entitled to their opinion. That's fine. Yeah. Muhammad Ali, when he was young, Cassius Clay. He would come in talking so much stuff before he'd done anything in the pros, right? Mm -hmm. And the old timers on their on their experience correctly in their minds and based on most of history said that ain't gonna work right like uh he's compensating for something that's not gonna be like joe lewis just you know say yes sir no sir and then knock him out and it turned out he was the greatest of all time but but there so there are exceptions Mm -hmm. but we're not coming to those conclusions or not conclusions we're not starting to draw inferences based on nothing key was had a lot of experience in the league and and so do you and i just watching the game but key says he doesn't like that i get that yeah when we were just talking to Rick and Dave, you're like, hey, if I were a Chicago Bear fan, I would be, be nervous. worried. I would be, yeah. I wouldn't be. I'm not worried because of a tagline he said at the end of a presser. Like, I, look, he may not, we may, people may not like it, but it doesn't mean that you're going to start being worried. No, I'm and not, that, I'm not that, that's worried. Why, that's why I'm I trying to draw saying. that back a little bit. Okay, man. I'm, okay. Not, I'm not okay. worried. I'm not I trying just to don't. Set this precedent like, hey, now all of a sudden, like, I, we're worried about what I, Ryan Paul. I am a little worried, but I see what you mean. Yeah. See I, I'm, I'm not be? worried. I'm concerned about him being a little bit of a puppet, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, that's a different that's a different conversation then. Okay. Because I can read, or at least I think I can, between the lines. Before we even started the show, when we was listening to the sound, the first thing I said is, he's reading from a piece of paper. He's reading from something. He sounds calculated. These are words that somebody gave him on a piece of paper to read. But see, I don't, I don't, I don't know that key. I think uh, I, I would, I would be concerned about his head coaching decision. Well, right? see, when, when you I, and I were talking about knowing McCaskey and Phillips and how they operate, that that's really coming from them. Let's get it back to the Giants for a second, because G-Man. we're using this as a counterpoint to yes. what we heard with the Giants. I'm telling you from my experience as a Giants fan, and Jay, you just experienced the same thing, whether or not you process it the exact same I way, did. right? Yep. Where as soon as Gettleman and then and then eventually Joe Judge got up and started talking, you started thinking, oh, God, like, please let this not be what I think it is. Yeah. And you try to start seeing the best, right? Now, Keith's talking about something else. Keith's talking about, I think, the other thing where it's like, if you don't, if you haven't drank the Kool-Aid in terms of the way it's supposed to be done a long time ago – then you got to read from scripts because you can't just the, – the answers can't come organically out of you, mm-hmm. and people can smell through that too. There is something about being nervous maybe when you're talking to the media if your comments are prepared. There is something yeah. to be said he, about that. Keyshawn, yeah. Jay Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. Tune in tonight for college basketball action as Louisville hosts UNC. Coverage begins at 7.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Let's get back to the end of an era in the NFL. People say, what do you want to do after football? And I'm like, what do you mean after football? There's nothing after football. This is what, you know, I was born to do, and this is what I enjoy doing more than anything else. Brady in the gun. Blitz is on. Throws to the near left side. Pylon! And a two-hit kiss for a go-ahead Patriots touchdown! The greatest and most accomplished quarterback to play the game of football. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, and we are joined now by Charlie Weiss, ladies and gentlemen. Coach, good morning. 
Good morning. How's everyone doing today? Good, Coach. Good, Charlie. How you doing? You good, huh? Yeah, I'm only on because you asked, Keyshawn. You know, anyone else anyone else asked, it would have been no. But because you asked, it's yes. <laughs> well, that that's good. You you helped my career in many ways. Uh, and you also helped this guy's career in many ways, Tom Brady. Tom Brady has essentially announced without announcing that he is leaning toward retirement. Um, Charlie, what is – when you think about it, he said this on his podcast – he was leaning one way or another based on what he says. What do you believe in knowing Tom? Well, the first thing I believe is there's not a chance in hell that he would have done this on the day before the championship games because that, that would have been taking attention away from the championship games and putting it on himself. So even if it, you know, it, you know it's a, it looks like that's the direction it's heading, but I think that the, the way this was brought out was not was not good coming out on Saturday, because now instead of talking about two really big football games that were going to take place on Sunday, everyone's talking about Tommy. I mean, uh, you know, all our phones are blowing up, and they, everyone wants to talk about Tommy, Tommy, Tommy. Well, I mean, just like with you, Keyshawn. I mean, you know, uh, everyone in the world knows who you are. Don't you think you deserve you earn the right to? be the one that says what Keyshawn Johnson's going to do. And I, I think it's no different with Tommy. When Tommy wants to say, I'm walking away, let's hear it from him. Let's not hear it from Adam Scheffner or Jeff Darlington. Yeah, and, and, and I understand exactly what you're saying. So what do you think when his time, when he makes his decision, whenever that is, if it's a month from now, two years from now, whenever it is, what do you think Tom does post-career? You know, the problem is when you've done so well financially off the field, and I don't mean just Marion Giselle, who's worth more than he is. I mean, I mean, obviously in his business ventures and everything, you know, the guys, you know, money, money is not the issue. But, you know, you, the great guys, the great competitors are driven, you know, that they would be bored to death if they didn't have something to drive them like you've gone the media career. I mean, for a while you were hanging around saying, what the hell am I going to do with myself? And now you've found a niche. I think, I don't know for sure what he's going to do. I'm sure he has a tentative game plan, but I think he better find a niche because, Hey, look at, I stopped, I stopped coaching a few years ago. It was absolutely miserable. Everyone says retirement's great. They're, They're all lying. Retirement's not great, you know. You know, you have to find something to do. And I have, with a, you know, I think between his wife and kids, that'll keep him, that that'll keep him motivated and interested. But he's going to have to find something that he can go, full, you know, dive full, you know, head head first in. Because if not, he'll be bored to death. Charlie, what about your relationship with him from a QBOC perspective? Was meaningful to you? Well, with Tommy, um, yes. remember now, I had him in his formulative years. You know, so when I had him, you know, we had drafted him 199, and he was our fourth-string quarterback the first year. And then the second year, we go through training camp, and it's really a toss-up between him and Damon Ewart of who was going to be number two behind Drew. And Drew gets hurt. Then we put Tommy in, and 
we kind of dink and dunk early in the year <clears throat> and expand the offense more and more. But, you know, I think that uh, I think that my relationship with him was just about right. That when I left and left left New England and went to Notre Dame, it was a, it was a good time for him to to have the next guy because you know the foundation had already been set and he was ready to take it to another level. And I think that he, I think that you know that's what happened with Josh and then Billy O'Brien and then Josh again. You know, and then obviously down with Byron down there in, in, in Tampa. So I think that I'm just fortunate that I got him in my eyes. The best time to have had him isn't, wasn't his heyday when things were easy. It was in the beginning when you were going through the formula stages of taking this skinny little, you know, skinny little toothpick from Michigan and letting it evolve into, you know, uh, you know, a multiple Super Bowl champion and MVP. Coach, you mentioned Josh McDaniels. How good or what kind of a head coach do you think he's going to be with the Las Vegas Raiders? I think Josh is way more prepared to be a head coach now than he was the first time. You know, I think that too many too many times when you come following legendary coaches, like I came out of Bill and Bill, both Parcells and Belichick, and I tried to take attributes from both those guys you know, and use it in who I was in addition to using my own personality. And I think that Josh, you know, at that time just tried to be like Bill rather than be like Josh. And I think that that's the one thing he's probably learned over the last bunch of years since he's gone back to New England is just be Josh. Don't, don't, don't try to be Belichick, be Josh. And, and that'll, that he'll have a much better rapport with everyone this time around having learned for the first time. Charlie Weiss, former head coach of Notre Dame Fighting Irish, joining us this morning on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, offensive coordinator Tom Brady on a couple Super Bowls with the New England Patriots as well. Um, t- let me ask you this, uh, Charlie. Why do you think, as of right now, been in this league and around this league for a very long time, that there has been a lack of – minority African-American hirings in this cycle in the National Football League. So far, four coaches have been hired and none have been black or minority. And I think there's three job openings right now and none seems to be headed in that direction. Why is that? Why do we keep dealing with that? Well, it it befuddles me, to be honest with you, Keyshawn, you know, because I thought, like you, we had this conversation you know, before this really, the hiring really took place. And I thought if this year, I think everyone was best positioned for us starting to get this right. Well, let's face it. There's a majority of the players, not all, you know, not all the players, but the majority of players in the NFL are black. A, a lot of them. Okay. And, you know, we can talk about culture and football and it, it doesn't make a difference. But to, to, to not have proper representation at the top just doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. You know, so I still have my fingers crossed here on these jobs down the stretch on, you know, at least at least getting more representation than we have right now. But it befuddles me. I have no answer. It's a, it's a rhetorical question because, you know, there's so, there are a whole bunch of good candidates. 
And you and I can rattle off 10 of them right off the top of our head. It's not like we can rattle off two. We can rattle off 10 quality candidates. I can, I can rattle off ex-head coaches. I can rattle off offensive coordinators. I can rattle off defensive coordinators. I mean, I could rattle off all, 10 of them that I think that all would be good candidates. So I, my fingers still crossed it down the stretch right here that the rep, that representation gets better than it is right now because it just befuddles me. Charlie Weiss, ladies and gentlemen. What is it, four-time Super Bowl champ, Charlie Weiss is OC? Charlie yeah. Weiss, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Damn, was it four? It's a lot of Super Bowls. Wow. Yeah, I snuck one in with the Giants my first year in the league when I was when I was a yeah. – how about this one? I'm a quality control guy on defense for Belichick, Romeo, and Alvaro. Okay. I get to work with the linebackers with guys like Lawrence Taylor and Carl Banks and Pepper Johnson. And and then, then you know, help out with special teams where there were guys like – Dave Meggett and Renee Thompson and Sean Landetta. I mean, I had a spoiled first year in the league. So that was Super Bowl 25. So that was a hell of a way to enter into the league. Oh, <laughs> one of the great ones. One of the great ones. Charlie Weiss, thank you very much, Coach. You got it. Have a good day. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. When you think about this team, the makeup of, right, they've got guys with no egos. They just want to win football games. And that's a testament to really Sean McVay and Les Snead putting things together. They pushed all their chips to the table. We've seen in professional sports dream teams put together and never cash in. Well, it looks like they're going to cash in. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Do you play this once a month, Gates, on this show? I guess I can if, if you want me to. If it falls on the first, I guess, right? Why not? And you got to wake up on this show. Rams in the Super Bowl, guys. They went all in and so far. Listen, they didn't go all in to get to the Super Bowl. They got went all in to win it. But, Key, I think you would agree. Stafford's done his part, right? Like, he's answered the questions. They got to finish the deal. But to me, the pressure has shifted now onto McVay and them, Snead and them, because they are the ones who made the choice to, to go for it right now. But, Key, since they're in the Super Bowl, it got me thinking, got us thinking, mm-hmm. 
What team is a Matthew Stafford trade away, in your opinion, from being in the next Super Bowl? A quarterback, <clears throat> a quarterback that was in a similar situation, possibly that was like Matthew Stafford in Detroit. Mm-hmm. And then when you look at the position, right, now you say, is it the Tennessee Titans? Is Ryan Tannehill enough to get the job done? He's led them to the playoffs, I believe, three straight years in a row. But they have the number one seed this year, and a largely large part of why they didn't advance is because of his play, turning the ball over, three interceptions. You can't win that way. Patrick Mahomes just did it twice, and they wind up losing to the Cincinnati Bengals. So when you look at that, can you upgrade him? I don't know who it'll be. I, could it be Aaron Rodgers? Is that an upgrade? Ah, yeah. Could it be a Derek Carr? Is that an upgrade? Yeah. But then I'm moving on from Carr. Josh McDaniels took the Raider job because he likes the quarterback. So you start to look out there and say, well, I wonder if the Seahawks would get rid of Russell Wilson for some first-round picks and Ryan Tannehill in return. Mm, knock on the door and see. I mean, like, they're that close that if you add a – quarterback that can get them over the hump like a Matthew Stafford did. The Rams were close. The Rams were in the playoffs last year. They went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff. But Sean McVay realized he couldn't get over the hump. So now it looks like the Rams, in my opinion, will win the Super Bowl this year over a tough young Cincinnati team. So it gets them over the hump. You could have just said everything you said and taken out Rams and taken out Jared Goff. And I think you're describing the Cleveland Browns because Baker Mayfield got you close. Like Jared Goff got the Rams close. Like you look at Baker Mayfield and you think, okay, he can't win us a Super Bowl, but he might be able to get us close. Number Former number one overall pick, just like Jared Goff. Maybe in any other draft, that guy doesn't go number one. Like I look at what you just described as Cleveland Browns. Uh, well, you described as the as the Rams, and I think immediately it's the Cleveland Browns. I think they are the exact same Look, situation Evan. as Matthew Stafford was last year going to the Rams. I think True. if the Browns get a guy like Rodgers or Wilson, they're in this position next the year. The problem, though, Max, is the division. See, we said season, that about the West last year, though. We said that about the NFC West last year. No, the division, the division is tougher. In in the North, the AFC North, than it is in the well, maybe uh, not the NFC West. That's a good point. The NFC West is brutal. The NFC West was brutal. Yeah, the AFC North is is brutal too. T- yeah, it, it, but I'll, I'll say this: I disagree, Evan, because I'd rather go to the close, AFC South. Getting close is Jared Goff in a 13, in the Super Bowl three game in the Super Bowl. Yeah. Baker Mayfield like you know Ain't win a couple a playoff, playoff games. games. Yeah. And I'll tell you something else. A year ago, 12 months ago, I'm with you on the Browns 100%. But now they've lost some talent, man. Like they're not quite the same group. I agree key when you talk about Tennessee, it makes sense to me because AJ Brown, AJ Brown is a better receiver than Landry and they don't have OBJ. Yep, and who knows what Julio Jones still has. We didn't find out just now, but maybe he's got some more in the tank. But Cooper Cup wasn't the guy Cooper Cup is until Matthew Stafford got there. No. Maybe, maybe you put no, – he wasn't no, like this until no, Stafford got there. No, you got to go look at Cooper. Cooper Cup was always eating. He just wasn't eating at a at a well, statistical level. Right, That, but that's what I'm saying. Like, he's putting up numbers 
this year that are better than what he's ever put up because they have a better quarterback. True, but he was— You look at guys on the Rams who could make that kind of leap if they get a better quarterback than well, Baker. You mean on the Browns? On the Browns. Yeah, that's not—that's not—I mean, here's what I would say. Cooper Cup was always eaten. They were doing things differently from an offensive standpoint because of Jared Goff. They were spreading the ball around a little bit more. They also had Gurley. They were using the tight end significantly more. It just was a different style and system where if I'm looking at Cleveland, their receivers are uh, – Right, it's not the same. It's OBJ, not the, yeah, it's people not the forget same. when OBJ they traded a lot to get him, good uh, offensive linemen and draft picks. When OBJ got there, it was like, oh wait a minute, this thing is popping. But it what? Look, I, I'm looking around. I think here are two here are two teams. We just saw the San Francisco 49ers. We just saw them come up short because Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't be Matthew Stafford, right? So even though Key, you might look and say. Debo Samuel is a real great Swiss Army knife, but I want more receiver. You could draft a receiver. You know, like you can get a hold of a guy like that. Here's well, they one. have to, though. They have to, yeah, they they have to address the skill positions, not just the quarterback in San Francisco. Uh, for sure. But, like, look, the Rams brought in OBJ even before Woods got hurt. Right? Like, they, it, just because you make the one move doesn't mean you can't. Like, is the infrastructure there? Are they good up front? Can they play defense? Are they well coached? Do they have a scheme that can work? Like, I think San Francisco, to the point where sometimes when I'm no, talking San about Goff. San Fran's a good team. Huh? That's a good one. I yeah. San Fran's a good one. H- how about That's this? The Steelers, because of Mike well, Tomlin. They are well, yeah, of co- always of course. competitive. I guess I, didn't, I don't pick. Pittsburgh. I didn't pick Pittsburgh because that's the obvious, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. it's just a too obvious. They don't have a quarterback, so they got to feel that regardless. They got to yeah. get a quarterback regardless. Where Tennessee's issue was the quarterback, right? In other words, like, hey, is this quarterback masquerading as a guy that could get us there? Yeah, probably. You got to yeah. make the hard. Even sometimes when the jury's out, you go, but I don't want to wait for them to file in. Let me get a little bit more. Because those moments of very high leverage are what it's all about. Those two or three key times a game that you bring up where play steady and sound, and then you got to make a couple plays. And and if you don't have a guy who you're confident can consistently do that, you better go find one. Yes, yeah, like Denver. I didn't mention Denver because it's obvious. Yeah. they got to get a quarterback or else they they're not going to – they're going to be in trouble. You're talking about replacing a guy who may be – not uh, replace, quite at yeah, that repla- level. Replacing yeah. a guy who right. has gone to a playoff, like Cleveland, like Evan brought up Cleveland, like replacing or, him makes a lot of sense. Or Indianapolis. Or right. Indianapolis makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Keyshawn J. Will and Max presented by Progressive Insurance. John Harbaugh called the AFC the Conference of Quarterbacks. So does Harbaugh have a quarterback that can win the conference, not the one seed, get out of the AFC. That's next. Keyshawn J. Willemax on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, 
Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio Series, XM Channel 80. Say play ESPN. Your smart speakers pop us up. Download the podcast. Evan, what do we got? Yeah, so take a listen to what John Harbaugh, the coach of the Ravens, said yesterday. He did a like end-of-season press conference with the local Baltimore media. Take a listen to what he said. The AFC is the quarterback conference right now, right? And you, just, you saw it the last two weeks. So we're going to say real or not real, go through the AFC quarterbacks. You're going to say real if you think they can win the conference, get to the Super Bowl. Not real if you don't think it's a possibility. Let's start with the Ravens, Lamar Jackson. Are we talking about this year? <laughs> no, in like in their career. Oh, okay. Lamar Jackson, real or not real, can get to a Super Bowl. Real. I think when you look at Lamar Jackson, injuries caught up to them a year ago. They started off red hot. He was looking like an MVP candidate. In fact, he was leading the pack at times, flip-flopping between him, Kyler Murray, and Tom Brady. But I certainly believe Lamar Jackson is real. Real. And by the way, what Key just said about this year, he had three different games where he was the best player on earth, right? Like how many guys have that in a season? Uh, he's already won an MVP. He's a month younger than Joe Burrow. He's won a playoff game. He's beaten Mahomes in the regular season. Like, he got victimized by a real injury-plague season on his team, and then he got bit by the injury bug. But uh, there's a recency bias that's working against Lamar right now. He's absolutely in that uppermost echelon of young AFC quarterbacks. All right, let's go. Patrick Mahomes, can he get back to the Super Bowl, real or not real? And, yes, it's a real question. Yeah, it, it is real. He can get back to the Super Bowl. I guess my question would be, will he get back to the Super Bowl? Um, I don't know that. Super Bowls are very, very hard. He will be around for a very long time in the AFC, but I also know how things can go. You got a coach that's getting a little bit older. All of a sudden, your defense is not getting any better, and it all falls on his shoulders, but it is real. Real. I mean, the dude's in the, in the AFC championship. Even if he doesn't get there next year, presuming that he has a relatively healthy career, he's still better than everybody else. Like, he, he's still going – I believe he will win at least another Super Bowl. All right, a year ago we were talking about the throw of the pro day season. Soon we'll be talking about the throw of the AFC championship game. Zach Wilson, real or not real? Not real. Not real. I, I don't even want to spend too much time on this. It's just not real. I don't think Zach Wilson is going to take the Jets to winning the division with Josh Allen and Bill Belichick – within the division, and then let alone trying to get to a conference championship, that's probably not going to happen. I'm going to say not real because 
it, it's like there has to be a threshold. Is it possible? I guess, and but it's so remotely like. You look at the quarterbacks throughout the league, Daniel Jones, Taylor Heineke, lots of athletic, promising quarterbacks. But until you – even Justin Fields, he hadn't done anything yet. And Zach Wilson fits somewhere in that, you know, spectrum. And so, like, I, it's, it's too remote right now for me to say real. Mm, just watch. Josh Allen, stay in the division, real or not real, key. I think it's real. I think, it, I think it's real, but he's got to cash in real soon or else the window's going to close on him. Uh, real. Josh Allen, like, can he win a Super Bowl? Hell yeah. He was like a machine in this last uh, uh, game against Mahomes. Let me back up real quick also to mention this point. He did just lose his offensive coordinator. That's going to hurt. Mm. Yeah, it is. Should, yeah. He should be keeping his quarterback coach who should be getting promoted in Ken Dorsey, but we'll see what happens there. Derek Carr, Key, you've been on this train. Real or not real that he gets to a Super Bowl? I think it's not real. Um, I think the Raiders are too far off. They're in the division with Patrick Mahomes. Uh, the Denver Broncos certainly are going to pursue Aaron Rodgers, which probably makes things a lot harder. You got Justin Herbert within the division, but you just look at the conference as a whole. I like Derek Carr. I just don't think it's going to happen with the Las Vegas Raiders. Maybe with another team, not real. Not real. I agree with Key. If he was in just the right situation, maybe he could win a Super Bowl. Be tough, though. Because, like, I don't think he would – he would probably not be the better quarterback a couple of times on the way to that Super Bowl. So the situation would have to be right, but I don't think that's the Raiders right now. We already talked about one second-year quarterback. How about another? How about Trevor Lawrence? Can he get to a Super Bowl, real or not real? Not real. I don't, I don't know where Trevor Lawrence and Jacksonville Jaguars will be headed in the Super Bowl. The Tennessee Titans, the Indianapolis Colts, plus the rest of the AFC. There's not a lot of talent in Jacksonville. It takes a while to build some things. You can't look at the Cincinnati Bengal model. For years, the Cincinnati Bengals were picking like the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it took them quite a while to get to where they are today. I'm going to say real because we're talking about the guy's whole career, and Trevor Lawrence has a chance because the, the, to me, to my eye, Key, Evan, the high end, like when he flashes, it looks different to me, even than Justin Fields, who would be the next guy of this young group that I was like, whoa, look at that. Trevor Lawrence got some high-end stuff. He just has to cons- you know, get better, develop, and do it more consistently. So is there a chance in his career? I'm going to say yes. We're talking about AFC quarterbacks who can get to the Super Bowl. That's why Justin Fields obviously not on this list. How about another Justin? Max, Justin Herbert, real or not real, gets to a Super Bowl. <laughs> It's real is real deal, Holyfield. I mean, this dude. Look, I know he wasn't in the playoffs this year, and I do look at that. Or my, eyebrow, my eyebrows <laughs> raised about that. It's not that it's not. I want to see him do it. Guys, when he didn't get to the playoffs, it was one of the best performances you'll ever see in the game he lost. Like, he was amazing. Justin Herbert is as real as it gets. Not real. Uh, he plays for the Chargers. They continue to make mistakes with the head coach and Brandon Staley, who's a young head coach. But here's a guy who they plucked from the Rams after one year. I think it's a mistake. I think Justin Herbert has all the talent in the world. I've been praising him since Oregon, but I don't think that he gets to the Super Bowl as a Charger. Go, Chargers, go. (laughs) How about Mac Jones? Does he get to a Super Bowl? And that would mean Bill Belichick gets to another one. So Mac Jones, real or not real, Key? Not real. Not real. Uh, I I think he makes the playoffs here or there. I don't think that Bill Belichick will go back to the Super Bowl as the head coach. Uh, he'll win a whole lot of games, you know, but when you look at the AFC, that's a tall task to go through with a quarterback like Mac Jones. You won't be able to rival those other quarterbacks in the AFC. And they, too, 
just lost their offensive coordinator in Josh McDaniels. So that'll be interesting for the growth of Mac Jones. I'm going to say real, but I understand. Look, Mac Jones is a very impressive rookie. Uh, but there is this sense that, well, he I don't just mean his arm. I mean his overall ability. He came into the league with sort of like in baseball you call it old man skills, meaning that's where other guys develop. You're there already because you don't have the same athletic ability. But all I know is he was quite good as a rookie. I expect him to get better. He has the GOAT coach. I think he has a shot. All right, how about Ryan Tannehill? The Titans had the one seed this year. Key, can Ryan Tannehill get to a Super Bowl? Real or not no, real? not real. Like Ryan Tannehill is a person, good athlete, can't take him to the Super Bowl. Agreed. We just saw it. Oh, that was easy. Baker Mayfield. Can Baker no. Mayfield get – Okay. <laughs> uh, e- no, but that's one of those threshold questions. If Baker was in just the right situation, could he? It's it's asking too much. It's like too far-fetched. It's got to be a great team and everything's got to break right, so I'm going to say no. You guys flew through, though, so I'm going to go through a couple more. Yeah. Tua Tungavailoa, Dolphins, real or not real? Not real. I don't think Tua – I think Tua is a, a decent quarterback. He's in that Baker Mayfield mode. But I don't think he can lead the Miami Dolphins to a Super Bowl. No, I do not. Aaron uh, Rodgers. Uh, by the way, I'm going to say on Tua, jury's out. So I'm not going to say not real. Like, if I have to pick one, I'll say real. His, de- like, again, key, uh, and the development of this guy, he's developed, he's gotten better, and, and was completing 80% of his passes in some of these games late in the season. I, 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 the jury's out on him to me. All right. How about Aaron Rodgers if he goes to the Broncos? Real or not real? Real. Yeah, real. It's Aaron Rodgers. He, he, if Aaron Rodgers goes anywhere, they only getting him to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, he has. Even though I, I'm disappointed with the way he's performed in the playoffs recently by his normal standards, he's still, those standards are extremely right. high if you put him on a good team. Come Last on. one. What if Aaron Rodgers, oh, you said Aaron, sorry. What if Derek Carr, who said no, not real for the Raiders, Derek Carr on the Colts, real or not real, goes to a Super Bowl? Still going to say not real there. I'm going to say. They need more weapons at receiver. Yeah, I'm going to say not real. Say not real. Max pointed out they need some help in some other places. I think they're a good team, but I don't think they're good enough. Yeah. I mean, like any of these guys, you could say real, like if they have an Eli Manning or Nick Foles experience all of a sudden, it's just like, you know, anyone who has that, God bless them, but you can't just predict that. Key mentioned it. It's possible Mahomes may never get back to the Super Bowl, right? No, you say no? Well, he'll tell you why. Coming up next, KJM on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.